Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. Alexa Data Services track website and web use. It's one of the largest data aggregation machines anywhere in the world, and they named their voice assistant after it. Their always listening microphone that they put in your kitchen is named after their data analytics platform. Like, do you think that that's a coincidence? Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today's episode is called Open Source Voice Assistance. Uh, I'll be speaking to Joshua Montgomery, the CEO of Mycroft. Uh, Josh and his team are currently on a world tour around Europe uh, in advance of the release of their Mark II device, which will be launched soon. Mycroft are a fantastic company. Uh, their open source products are a much needed addition, in my opinion, to the range of big tech voice assistants on the market currently. Um, so in today's episode, we talk about how the Mark II improves over the Mark I. Josh dives into the technical stack, and we talk a bit about the, some of the integrations that are possible. Uh, and then he explains how you can start uh, using Mycroft today. You don't have to wait for the Mark II to be released. Um, he tells us how we can start building skills uh, and contributing to the community that they have. Uh, then we get into the many benefits of open source. Uh, for one, it makes Mycroft much more customizable in ways that you just can't do with the other voice assistants. Uh, and importantly, it allows users to stay in control of their data. Uh, Josh reveals why many companies are unwilling to use Amazon Alexa today uh, and why open source is the answer to this problem. So a quick plug, I've just released a new Amazon Alexa skill for the Voice Tech Podcast. Uh, it basically lets you hear the latest episode or hear a list of available episodes and then pick a specific one to listen to. Um, so if you want to listen to this podcast on any Alexa device, all you have to do is say, Alexa, start Voice Tech Podcast and away it goes. Uh, if you want to enable the skill or read the description on Amazon, you can also go to voicetechpodcast.com slash Alexa. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback on it because I built it with my own two hands. Um, so have a go. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'll also be releasing a guide on my blog about exactly you know how to build your own skill uh, in order to host your own podcast or, or music or audio content of any kind. So uh, look out for that one. Okay, so now on with the show. It's my pleasure to bring you Joshua Montgomery. So I'm here with uh, Joshua Montgomery, the CEO of Mycroft. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. So we're in Paris. Um, you're, on a, you're on a world tour at the moment. Yeah, we're visiting 26 countries over the course of the year to uh, talk about uh, bringing international language support to this, this open platform and to meet investors and customers. And we're having a great time. Fantastic. Yeah, there's uh, you and your your co-founder at the moment. Um, you've been meeting uh, the press, um, other developers, drumming up support. One in particular, like what what is it that you're you're looking to to bring attention to right at the moment? So one of the failings of the kind of the big tech voice assistants is that they're they're supporting a very few languages. So unless your language uh, is in a uh, a country with a, a huge economy or has, you know, hundreds of millions of speakers, uh, in many cases, they're ignoring them. And, you know, there's, there's 7,000 languages spoken globally. And, mm. you know, the big tech companies are supporting, you know, anywhere from 40 to 80, which means that there's 6,900 languages out there that need to be captured for voice assistant technology. And, and so we're out meeting people who speak uh, smaller languages like Catalan and Welsh and Gaelic. 
wow. and, and working with them to start capturing those languages. Fantastic. Well, you're very welcome in, Fr in France. And uh, I know that the French are really, uh, really pumped for this, uh, this voice assistant concept. The Echo has just been launched here as people are talking about it more and more. And there's a lot more interest uh, in voice assistants in general. Um, so could you just uh, sum up, what, what, is, what is Mycroft then? Um, what's, your, what's your goal and, and what distinguishes it from the other voice assistants on the market? Uh, so Mycroft is a community that's building an artificial intelligence that runs anywhere and interacts just like a person. Mm -hmm. So Mycroft, the company, is a, a, a US-based company that's, that's building uh, the financial support for the project, really. Um, but at the end of the day, our goal is to have a computer system that when somebody talks to it, it interacts with you so naturally that you can't tell whether you're talking to a human or a machine. Mm. And, and it used to be when I would break that out, I would, I'm sure I actually probably did get a bunch of eye rolls from your audience. Um, <laughs> I would get a bunch of eye rolls and then, you know, Google Duplex did their demo uh, a few months ago where their voice assistant made an outbound call to a restaurant and they had another one make an outbound call to a hair studio right. uh, to book a, a, a table in one case and a, a hair appointment in the other. And when they did the demo on stage, you know, the person who answered the phone had no idea that they were speaking to an AI and not to an actual human being on the other end of the line. And, and it's very clear that that is really the future of this technology, that it won't be just in narrow domains like booking an appointment. And it'll be in a very broad range of topics that you'll be able to have a natural conversation with uh, the computer about. And, you know, the computer will solve real world problems for you. And so that's, that's really where we're headed. We're, we're building the Star Trek computer or Jarvis from Iron Man, um, you know, something that, that inhabits your digital life that you touch from, you know, very first thing in the morning when you wake up and ask it what time it is all the way to, to bedtime in the evening where you set the alarm for the next day. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's a really exciting vision and completely on board with it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be great to see how the, how the project develops. Um, so a bit about the team then. So you guys are uh, uh, based in Kansas, is that right? Yeah, the team's mostly in Kansas City. Uh, we do have uh, developers as far away as uh, Fortaleza, Brazil, uh, Melbourne, Australia, and uh, Stockholm, Sweden. So we really have a, a global team. Uh, and then, of course, we have developers in our open source community from 50 or 60 countries that are contributing in one way or another. Wow, fantastic. So it's a real uh, international effort. Yeah, it's it's very much an international company. And and that's actually one of the other reasons for driving the world tour is that, you know, it's really easy as an entrepreneur to get wrapped up in, you know, Silicon Valley or wrapped up in Kansas City or New York and, and to spend all your time there and really to only have a view of the market from your your local area by getting out there and meeting people all over the world and talking to them about what they want these technologies to do, um, you really broaden the the um, you broaden the the field of ideas that are available to the company, and then of course you begin to build a global brand, and, and both of those are important. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Diversity really does uh, contribute to the the success of the project. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's, I think it's one of the failings of big tech is that they you know. They do have, in some cases, a fairly diverse work for, workforce in in terms of skin color, uh, but you know they have very few women working for them. Mm. And then, because they're based in Silicon Valley, you know the problems that they focus on are the problems that a you know twenty something or thirty something developer who's making one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year have. Right, right. They're not focused on solving the problems of the everyday man who you know might live in in another city at a different income level, and and they certainly don't. Um, focus on women's problems for sure yeah and we can get onto it but i know that the thing one of the things that distinguishes Minecraft is that it really is the voice assistant for the people it's owned by the person as opposed to owned by 
big tech. And we can talk more about that. Mycroft is available right now. So how can people, how can people use uh, the Mycroft Voice Assistant today? Yeah, so we've we've got a couple different platforms we support. Uh, a vast majority of people who use Mycroft do so on a Raspberry Pi. Uh, we have a, a Raspberry Pi image that they can just simply flash onto their um, uh, they can simply flash onto a, a CF card and plug into their Raspberry Pi and boot Mycroft right up uh, using just an off the shelf. A microphone and speaker. Okay. Uh, they could also buy a, a Google AIY kit, which are, last time I saw them, they were like $7 or $12 on Amazon. What is that? Sorry, Google AI? So it includes the sound card and the microphone pickup, and it all comes in a little three inch by three inch box. Uh, and it's it's basically a, a complete voice assistant. And so it turns a, a Raspberry Pi into a, a little box voice assistant with a button on the top to, to oh, start right. and stop it. And and I think that Google built it for Google Assistant, um, mm. but of course it you know that same box runs Mycroft, and so uh, uh, somebody who's interested in playing with the open source technology can buy one of those, flash Mycroft onto it, and immediately have a full working voice assistant for like forty dollars. Fantastic! Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, it's, it's interesting. I've not come across that one. Yeah, uh, the other place where of course people can buy a, a Mycroft Mark One. Um, those are our little smart speakers. It's a cute little. Um, almost a cartoon character enclosure. Uh, that's really designed for makers and hackers. The idea is that um, you you know you can open that box up if you want, but it's got a bunch of I/O. It's got a bunch of USB ports. It's got Ethernet. It's got RCA out. You could plug it into a stereo system, and it's designed so that people who want to build on top of the Mycroft platform can have access to all of this I/O and all of this other these other resources mm, as mm-hmm. part of the voice assistant. We sell those on our on our website. Okay, uh, and then. At the end of the year this year, we're shipping uh, what we're calling the Mark II. Uh, the Mark II is really designed for the consumer market. So it's designed to put in mom's kitchen so that she can get recipes. Um, the Mark II has a, a screen on the front of it, so it can do stuff like display timers and display recipes and show you instructions and things like that. Yeah, um, It's got a camera on it. Um, eventually, we will probably support video chat through that. Um, and then it's got a lot better sound quality than the Mark One. It's got a great resonating chamber, good bass response. It's a, it's designed to be a really high quality. Speaker. Yeah, it's a real consumer ready device. Yeah, yep. I, I've had a look through the uh, the Kickstarter and the uh, the Indiegogo page. Uh, I was comparing uh, what's what's currently available to to what's on the Mark Two. The, all, all the stuff that's preceded it, the Mark One, the uh, the Linux, uh, the the Android uh, facilities. These are really for hackers, makers, people who want to contribute to the open source ecosystem. Uh, but the Mark Two really is consumer ready, very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, available in December. Uh, is that right? Yeah, December uh, is still the ship date. So I've been pushing really hard. I keep telling people it's uh, December 4th at 5 p.m. <laughs> okay. That's the exact date and time <laughs> that we're planning to ship it. Um, there's a little bit of slip built in there, but uh, our goal is to get it into people's hands by Christmas. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that is a, it's a superb uh, Christmas present for anyone who's into to voice assistance. Um, and looking at the specs on the, on the Indiegogo page, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's better in every way, really. Like you say, it's got great, it's got great sound. Um, uh, but it's, it's got a bright touch screen. You can include all the, uh, widgets, uh, robot faces. You can, uh, is it, a, is it a touch screen, like a, a mobile phone? Like, can you tap, swipe, yep. pinch? Yeah. It does so, all of that. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're supporting multi-touch or not. I need mm-hmm. to, I'd need to look into that. The, I don't know if the design team's made a decision, but for everything else, yeah. Tap, uh, touch, uh, swipe left and right. Um, and then the, the team that we're working with on the visual display, uh, from the KDE community, the, mm-hmm. the Blue Systems is the name of the company, okay. um, is building a really great visualization abstraction for uh, the Mycroft stack that supports not just the 
the Mark II screen, but will support screens all the way down to a little one-inch screen on a watch. And then, of course, all the way up to a big screen TV. Oh, fantastic. And they've worked out some really great methods for um, swiping back and forth between cards to be able to view data. Sure. Um, and to be able to visualize that in a very natural way. And so I, I saw the first demos for that last week and, and was really super impressed by the the work that that team's doing. And and I'm expecting to see some really cool things on the on the visualization side um, when the Mark II ships. And then, of course, um, the Mark III uh comes out, you know, we'll start talking about it a little bit more next year. Um, but that, that one has a 10 inch screen. So similar to the, to the, the Mac that's sitting in front of you. Whoa. Okay. So the, the plans for the Mark three are already underway. Yeah. The, the difference between the Mark three in terms of like the really expensive part about building a smart speaker is building that PCB, the printed circuit board that has all the chips and everything on it. And then, uh, building driver support and, you know, integrating everything into one experience. Once you mm. have that board, you can put it in a variety of different enclosures. And so mm. you know, the, the Mark, Mark II has a, a fairly, I think it's like a four and a half inch screen. Um, and it's really designed to be a, an equivalent of a, an Amazon spot. So Amazon has a little speaker called the spot. And huh. I think the last time I checked, it retailed for 129. It has a two inch screen. Mm. Um, and then it has a much smaller resonating chamber, but, but that's apparently been selling really, really well. And uh, you know, we wanted that spot hadn't been shipped when we started building the Mark II, but that that was really kind of the same target that we were we were after. Only in our case, it's a much bigger screen, a bigger resonating chamber, better sound quality. Um, you know, we have a quad core Xilinx processor in there with an FPGA, which is a, I mean, it's a mammoth processor for this type of application. Right. Um, you know, we're using the latest generation of DDR RAM. Like it's a it's a much more capable computing system, uh, and so. Uh, you know, the idea there is to provide a really high quality experience for the Mark II and then to be able to take that same board and put it in the Mark III with a bigger screen, more more speakers. Uh, and then, of course, other places where people want to use it, you know, kiosks in uh, retail environments, um, you know, navigation systems in like stadiums and things where people can can ask queries of the Indeed. Those, yeah i mean there's there's all these other applications as many it. business applications as there are uh, consumer applications it can yes. be used, it can be used and, everywhere and our hardware is completely open so once we ship the mark ii uh, anybody can build that pcb without any licensing fees to us oh. and uh, we've also made the decision to open up the back end so the the server infrastructure that supports um you know the thousands and thousands it's, it's like twenty two thousand mycroft developers and users right now um all of that will be published as well so that companies and individuals can set up their own complete Mycroft instance, totally independent of us and yes. go, go build their own software Superb. or build their own tech. So Fantastic. That's exactly what the industry needs. Yep. I think that the there's a lot of demand out there. Um, I've met with a lot of uh, big companies here in Europe, big companies in the United States uh, that want to deploy this technology and are rightfully very, very suspicious of big tech. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, 
such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.